Welcome everyone, this is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. Gents, it's been uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we all got together and hope you enjoyed the, the little vacation we had, but uh, I, I got some news. You got some big news. I got some big news. That is your humble host is now technically, officially off the market is I am now a engaged man pop the question fiance yes i am i am officially as a fiance clap it up clap it up congratulations finally uh finally pop the question after after two plus years of dating so um yeah now the now the fun begins of of planning a wedding um yeah i don't really know what to expect but I think I don't think it's going to be that hard. Well, did you propose <laughs> at an Applebee's or something, or what's what's going on? How'd you do it? Yeah, let's talk us talk us through it. Let's build the beans. Um. Well, it you know my my original plan got kind of uh, got kind of ruined. Uh, I was originally going to do it last weekend, and I, we were staying at this hotel, um, and I was going to do it on this rooftop bar. And it was uh, it's going to be there's a good skyline view, just us. But it it rained, and the bar didn't open till till four o'clock. So our our timing for our schedule was not sufficient. So not only didn't have the time, but it was raining, and then on top of that, Sarah was not feeling good. So I was like, this is just kind of a trifecta of disaster, and I'm just gonna put the ring back in the pocket and save it for another time. But I just did it at the house. It was just us two and made it kind of just intimate. So I didn't, I didn't really have a, a plan B. And then we, we are going to Mexico in, in November. Um, But as I told people, I did not want to, as much as like a beach proposal would have been cool and romantic and all that good stuff. I did not want to have the responsibility of bringing a ring through airport security onto a plane in a hotel, walking on a beach, I would just be paranoid wondering where that thing was 24 seven and I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself. So um, I just decided, yeah, let's just, uh, let's just do it. You know, I don't want to say rip it off like a bandaid, but <laughs> um, you called, just, you called an audible, called an audible. I, I went, I went Omaha, Omaha. Yeah. I, and I, I, I knew this Bear, was happening. Did you do it during the Bears game? Uh, I did it after. The, I did it before the Bears game. So that's um, what I was going to mention. You you did it. You called us, and I told you and Sarah the same thing that it was smart of you to do it when you did, just so you had just one more moment of joy before Matt Nagy and the Bears ruined the next seventeen weeks of your life. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a bad. Uh, we'll we'll get into that in, in a minute here, but um. I, I will I will break some some news here. Um, kind of kind of just initial talks here. Um, for so far the pick to click for the reception, and we haven't really explored many other options. But the first one that we kind of thought of and we really liked and we saw some good um, documentation on it was Revolution Brewing Company. Oh, hmm. we're breaking some news here. I like this. So we, we don't want to do a traditional banquet hall wedding and everything. We wanted it to be a little, little more fun, casual, 
party atmosphere. So um, we're thinking buffet style wedding at potentially revolution. We're going to be looking at other spots. I here, love but, it. Um, it's going to yeah. be a lot of you, drunk people there. Oh, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Now that we're older and, and, you know, we've had our fill of like banquet weddings and, you know, the traditional stuff. We had one, Julie and I had one. I like the, you know, more casual, more fun things. Um, and I'm at the age where I, I said it, I have no reason to be wearing dress shoes anymore. So if I could get away with the classing up a pair of Jordans for your wedding, I'll be happy with that. Well, that's, isn't that what everyone does now? They just wear suits and some J's or something like that, or yeah. some, yeah. some Gucci loafers or whatever. And, um, yeah, and they, and they do sense. offer, they do offer shuffleboard there too. Whatever you guys do, it's going to be a fun time. We know that we're all excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, excited for, I mean, maybe we'll save this for post-show, but bachelor party ideas and stuff like that. No, I, I, I told everyone, you know, everyone, everyone's doing the, the destination bachelor parties and the two or three day trips and everything. I just want dinner and titties. That's all I want. <laughs> I'm keeping it simple. Take me out to dinner. Take me to a strip club. Dinner and titties. That's all I need. Bachelor party complete. There. I already I already have it planned. A traditionalist. <laughs> for, a second, for a second there, I thought you, you, when you said dinner and titties, you wanted to go to a Bears game out in the cold weather where you're seeing all these guys with no T-shirts. No. And, no, uh, that's, that's dinner- a, nah, no I'm, I, got, I got free passes to Polecats, man. We, can, <laughs> we don't have to even pay cover. <laughs> Jeez. It'll be the easiest. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> easiest planned bachelor yeah. party ever. It's all we need. Keep it, keep it simple, right? Less is more. All right. So yeah, I'm engaged and happy. Congrats. Couldn't be happier. We're so. happy for you guys. Well, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So on from the happy onto the sad or from the happy onto the sad, that was the pathetic bears game that we saw yesterday, which there were some bright spots, you know, Justin Fields looks like he could run a legit NFL offense. Uh, David Montgomery looks like he hasn't slowed down from last season. Unfortunately, we still have Matt Nagy's six to 10 yard passes. And we, for some reason have a Eddie Jackson who doesn't know how to play defense now after having a stellar, you know, rookie campaign and what the fuck happened to him. Um, Guys, we talked about this before. I I think what we saw yesterday was a, culmination of the defense missing the offseason workout programs and them and Matt Nagy not playing any of his guys opting to rest his starters for most of the preseason giving them 23 days in between that second preseason game and the regular season some even more than that and I think they they just it just showed what we kind of all expected they were kind of come out flat um and it, it that defense is just it's it's very worrisome now I'm very worried about it yeah, you're giving them too much credit. I think you're giving the defense too much credit thinking like, oh, it was just them not having an offseason. This defense stinks. Um, they're older. We we knew that they were going to um, be older and a little bit slower, but the secondary is just flat out god awful. Um, no one tackles, no one covers, and it's going to be a problem all season long. We knew um, that they were going to take a step back but holy shit, man, Matthew Stafford and the Rams made him look terrible. So I know we're all clamoring for Justin Fields, 
Um, but if we do take Andy Dalton out of the game, do we know if Andy Dalton can play safety? Because we need some safety help more than we need uh, a quarterback right now. And I mean, we, we, you said, you said it right though. I mean, Justin Field looked awesome. We, we do have hope. Um, Montgomery, like you said, awesome. There's some things we could key in on. The O-line is banged up already. We knew the O-line was going to be a problem. But yeah, they had two when, injuries already. To when the, to when the they were in there, they didn't look too bad. I mean, they were given both Dalton and Fields time, at least in the first half, and uh, they were running the ball. So the O-line looked, I thought, better than what was to be expected. And then the injuries happened, and then – you know, by the end of it, Aaron Donald kind of started having his way with them. But I thought they held up about as good as they could, considering all things considered. But yeah, man, I think Matt Nagy still being the head coach, he's just think like he just tries to outsmart everybody, but he's the dumbest person on the field. So like, where does that get us? Back, back to square one. Uh, Johnny, I know you were at a wedding up in Lake Geneva, so you didn't get to see the game or maybe very little of it. Um, did you, were you able to catch anything or was it just kind of no TVs at the, at the, at the reception? Yeah. I mean, there was TVs. I mean, I, you know, a shout out to, you know, Dan and his uh, wife, Casey for getting married, a very lovely wedding. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, take a couple seconds to go watch the game. I mean, I, you know, I might have looked looked at my phone here and there, but I mean, just basically like when I was texting you guys to see how everything was going, just seems like it was just like a typical Sunday night Bears game. So Sunday night prime time, um, it's a, the the prime time. Yeah, Bears I mean, I think we. I mean, we've Bulls. talked about. Yeah, I've, I mean, we've talked about this before. I mean, they're just not very good when it comes to prime time. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm always watching Bears games, but was I going to be, you know? losing well i shouldn't say losing sleep over it now after what we talked about earlier but um but yeah i mean it just um i didn't get to see it but just based on like what everybody was saying just that they didn't look good they they just look typical bears you didn't miss much and you kept texting us like giving us you you wanted updates and i just kept texting you back just enjoy the wedding yeah because i was like we're sitting through this misery we don't want to drag you down um but yeah man it was it was no fun I mean, they went up against the the number one ranked defense from last year. Um, that first drive, they looked pretty good. Like if it wasn't for a typical Andy Dalton interception in the end zone, would have been leading that game. Um, but it's it's the same stuff that we. It's you know, I I saw on Good Morning Football today. You you could Kyle Brandt said you can close your eyes and you don't you don't know which offense it if it's if it's Andy Dalton or Mitch Trubisky. It's the same same vanilla offense which is another same vanilla quarterback and nothing's going to change until they finally decide to pull the trigger and put Andy Dalton out of his misery and it I I mean yeah it's it's what, what can I I don't know what more to say it was it was pathetic on a defense who knew that Matthew St- all Matthew Stafford needed was fast receivers I mean, I mean he, St- we knew for a fact Matthew Stafford was a decent quarterback or, or above decent. I thought he was a good quarterback. He just had to get away from the dredges of Detroit. But um, yeah, man, it's just the same old song and dance. It's Matt Nagy. It's the dink and dunk. I don't know if you guys saw Andy Dalton's pass chart um, from the I did. game. I saw, I saw it's just, it. It's just four. It's, it's, a, four bunch yards, of green, it's a bunch yards. of green dots under 10 it's, yards. It And 
it's in today's NFL, you got to be able to throw the ball down the field. And at this point, like you said, there was no difference between Trubisky or Foles or now Dalton. Like it's all the same bullshit and it all leads back to Matt Nagy. Um, They keep doing this song and dance with Justin Fields saying like, we don't want to bring him in too early. And like, we're protecting him, Uh, protecting him from what though? Cause you see all these other rookie quarterbacks throughout the league the last two or three years. These guys, he's ready. He's more ready than anybody else on that field um, offensively. Like you see the talent, you see his speed, you see his decision-making he's ready to go. And they're just treating him with kid gloves. I don't know if you guys saw his interview, his post-game interview, dude, he's going to start getting frustrated with this bullshit because he's good enough to be on the field right now. And we all know it. Oh, and on top of that, you, you heard David Montgomery's comments. It sounds yeah, like I, he's ready to fucking throw any Dalton under the bus. I, and I saw online and I wrote it down. It's people saying like Chicago bear fans never gave Andy Dalton a chance. We don't owe Andy Dalton anything. I, I I'm tired of these people defending him and saying like, like give him a shot or, or give him a chance or even like, just don't be mean to him we don't owe Andy Dalton a goddamn thing nope and we've sat I mean we've sat here complaining for eight months we've complained basically our whole lifetime as Bears fans give us what we want one time please and and all we're asking for is your stud quarterback to take the field and start I mean look at his first pass he he had Aaron Donald in his face and he threw it for over 10 yards and that they pulled, they instead of giving him a chance to finish the drive, they just pulled him right away. Stupidity. Yeah, I saw Danny Greenberg uh, uh, tweet something out about the Bears are trying not to have fields go on until maybe after week four or something like that. I mean, I, you know, I, it's just reverting back to what you said, Peter, is that, you know, we don't know Andy Dolan any, anything. Andy Dolan's been in the league for I don't know how many years. I mean, it's just not somebody who's just like, oh, well, we'll give him a chance. He's had many chances. He's been on three teams. Um, you know, you, you have somebody who's who've a lot of uh, college and professional analysts have said many times that he is NFL ready, and you could clearly see it from not only the preseason games that he played. Um, I didn't watch it, but it seems like based on a lot of people that I saw on Twitter last night and this morning is that he is um, more than ready. Um, and you have, you know, Allen Robinson, where you're, we're probably going to lose next year, but you know, that would be a, you know, definitely with fields, Montgomery and um, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, and, and, and Robinson, it's just that, you know, you can have a decent offense. Yeah. You don't have the stud O-line that I think, you know, we're all looking for. Um, but definitely fields is somebody who could stretch an offense who could definitely make plays. He's, he's, you know, he's a playmaker. He's done it in Ohio state and, you know, it will definitely translate into the, into the NFL. So, yeah, I think that's why every, every like bears fan right now is frustrated right now. Obviously this is the same old, same old when it comes to defense. I, I mean, I heard, um, what was going on with um, with Eddie Jackson and, and his missed tackles again. So it's just yeah. like, you know, just give us something to look forward to. Obviously we're waiting for that. And obviously with fields, if we get him on the field, it'd be something that bears fans could look forward to week after week after week. 
And I'm going to play devil's advocate for just a second because, I, okay, say Justin Fields isn't ready. He's a rookie quarterback. You know, say just for the sake of argument, say he's not ready. Andy Dalton had an interception in the red zone, a fumble on fourth down. On another fourth down, he threw short of the sticks. He was, he took a 20-yard sack. And this is a guy that started 140-plus games in the league. So what gives you the right to say, like, oh, Andy Dalton's ready and Justin Fields isn't because he played like a rookie quarterback yesterday. So what's the difference? Give me the athletic guy. And Matt Nagy being like, I mean, his two-quarterback system for this game was kind of bullshit, you know? It was all smoke and mirrors because if you're really playing a two-quarterback system, wouldn't you keep Justin Fields on the field on the third and short plays or the fourth and short plays yep. and run, you know, play action or take make use of his athleticism? Even if that's the case, like how is it that I could figure that out and Matt Nagy can't? Because he's an idiot. It's simple as that. It's, it's maddening. So, I mean, we'll have to see if, what happens during this week and if Nagy decides that field is going to get more uh, snaps or and more packages, maybe they're just trying to wean them in. You know, we, we talked about the Andy Dalton dink and dunk. Um, you know, maybe that was by, that was the game plan because of the pass rush. They just wanted him to get the ball away quick. But when you, if, if you want to, if you want to go that route, then you could just have Justin Fields in the whole game who can make move with his feet and then the, they might not be so inclined to blitz as much because they know that he's just going to scramble away and pick up 20 yards. Right. So, or, or one of those pass rushers now turns into a spy and he keeps them contained. And then he, and then he can make his nice little throws downfield. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be frustrating for us until, until fields gets in, but unfortunately we, you know, we don't have anyone, above Nagy that has the balls to pull the trigger and put Nagy out of his misery and force him to do the right things. Cause pace doesn't have the pace doesn't have the balls to say, Hey, you need to, you need to play Justin Fields here. And Ted Phillips doesn't know jack shit about football. He's just focusing on Arlington or whatever the fuck he does for his day job in Virginia. She's probably all comatose 90% of the time during her day, just waits for her fucking, you know, applesauce and oatmeal every day. This, 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 is what we, this is what we have for, for Bears management. I was wondering when the Virginia slander was going to come. It usually comes from me, but <laughs> I'm glad you're, uh, you're applesauce and oatmeal. That's, 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 I'm guessing that's what her daily, her daily meals yeah, man. are. And I mean, next week with uh, the Bengals, everyone early or preseason was chalking that up as a possible win. And I got news for people, freaking Joe Burrow and that offense. Ever since Holy Joe Burrow shit. has come to Cincinnati, all they do is throw bombs and put up points. And if you think Cincinnati is going to be a cakewalk, you got another thing coming because this secondary looked like shit Yet yesterday. They're going to look like shit again on Sunday because Joe Burrow is the fucking real deal, man. And this home opener, you're going to have fans – you know, like we've been to those wrestling shows where it says if CM Punk or CF Punk loses, we riot. Or if CM Punk comes up, we riot. There's going to be some riots in the lakefront, man, because these these people are going to be pissed because the Bengals, the Bengals have the possibility to expose the Bears once again. Can we can we hire those two uh, knuckleheads who like 10 years ago or whatever was 15 years ago? Ran on the field, the Sox game and beat the shit out of the umpire. But can we just have them target Matt Nagy? Oh gosh! 
Oh man, what were those guys like the Gamboa, the Gamboa boys or something like that? Yeah, the father son, the father son yeah. guys. Like, just can we can we bring them back just for for one more one more round and have them go after Nagy this time? My, By the way, did day. anybody take my my upset pick with the Bengals? I did. I won money Vikings. on it. Thank you. Thank Dude, you. I sat here last week and I was like, wow, Johnny, that's a bold prediction. I didn't expect that at all. I mean, you nailed it. You nailed that pick. We, we were we were 714 in our bum bets this week. So we were going to see how so far we're uh, we're doing pretty good on our Monday night football ones, except for Lamar, Peter, that one. He's 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 got one. He's got one down one to go. So. Yeah, all he's got to do is throw throw for two. Everybody, obviously, everybody knows he runs, but I just need him to throw two touchdown passes, and I cash mine. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to wrap up the Bears talk here with one good piece of fantasy stat or news or whatever, and that's Justin Fields is statistically better than Aaron Rodgers. Holy shit. Write, write that down week one. That uh, That Packers game, I was wrong on that one, too. I was... I sat here last week touting the Packers revenge tour, Rogers MVP and all that. They looked like garbage. And I mean, I, I'm going to be happy to admit I was wrong. I hope I'm wrong all season. They, they look bad. Jamin, James Winston and the saints, huh? Who would have thunk it? Yeah. I mean, he's, he hasn't thrown an incomplete pass yet. And Rogers is just falling apart that you hate, you hate to see it. I, I wonder if some of this stuff really rubbed a lot of the Packers, you know, his teammates the wrong way. I would. This became like a whole prima donna type of deal in the offseason, just like how he always is. And I don't know if these players or coaching staff or whatever, I'm like, all right, you could play for the Packers, but doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's just me. I mean, there's sometimes there's turmoil in, in the locker room and all that. And he's definitely numero uno when it comes to like all this, like, you know, glitz and glam type of stuff, like in the off season. So I don't know if that had anything to do with thing. I, I didn't see the game. I, I don't know. I mean, based on the score, they, they looked pretty damn bad, but I don't know. I mean, did you guys see the game? Did I mean, yeah, I, I watched most of it until it, like I switched over to the CBS game. And as soon as it looked like uh, they weren't going to come back, it was, that game was over. But they looked bad. That offense looked terrible. Yeah. Shout out James. Also, All shout right. out, shout out CM Punk because he said, "Stop sending me this shit." Because <laughs> Aaron Rodgers looks like a washed-up CM Punk right now. <laughs> well, good thing CM Punk shaved his beard. Yeah. Um. All right. I have a very uh, important question to ask you since we're wrapping up the Bears talk here, and it's been on my uh, Twitter feed and Instagram feeds all all evening. What the fuck is the Met Gala? Oh man, is, is I it don't just know, a bunch of fucking look- rich people like showing off their million dollar dresses and shit? Because it it's just a bunch of celebrities dressed like assholes. That's basically what it is, and it's every year it goes. There. People go crazy. Fashion industry goes crazy for it. You know, pop culture goes. I'm crazy so for upset it. that they got Kay Adams. She's Kay a Adams national, is at she's the a, Met Gala. Yes, if you if you follow like her Instagram, her all her all her stories were her getting glammed up for the for the Met Gala. And I, and I felt like I need to pour out some, some liquor for the fallen homie because she's a national treasure, man. You can't have her turn get Kardashianized and all that shit. Like she's like, I mean, she's like you, the way she acts is like, she's like one of the boys, you know, she talks football. She fucking drinks beers and shit. Where was Mark Greco's invite? I want to see him at the Met Gala. <laughs> just be yeah. trying to kiss everyone. 
he liked my tweet this weekend, so I appreciate Mike Jing Greco. Shout out him. Yeah, but I don't know what the fuck the thirty-five thousand dollar plays. Is it for charity or is it just? Oh, here I have. Yeah, it's for 000. like them. It's for the the museum, and it's it's every year it's sponsored or it's thrown by Vogue and Anna Wintour. Anna Winter, and I, you're asking the wrong. We're fucking bums, man. Who you? Yeah. You're asking the wrong people. But yes, it's like a, a museum thing, and it's just a reason for celebrities to act like celebrities. Yeah, I, I got more to I got more to say on this later. Okay, I, I, I'm guessing Jenny's got a what a bum. Um, but yeah, I mean, I saw the price tag of $35,000 a plate. I go to a restaurant, I see a $35 plate, and I'm like, let me see the sandwich list here because it's a little, a little too much out of my price range right now. Like you yeah. said, we're bummed. Whenever the, the surf and turf is market price, I know, nope, I'm, <laughs> I'm going with the burger. <laughs> Sign up for the BLT. Yeah. Um, so there's the Met Gala, and then I don't know if anyone still watches uh, the MTV VMAs anymore, but they went up against the Bears game, and I actually thought about switching over a few times because that was obviously we talked about how bad the Bears was, but I didn't even know the, the music video awards was was still a thing like until I saw Megan Cal- or Megan Fox all naked on my on my feeds and i was like well this is this is interesting so i'll admit we watched uh, we watched it today actually we recorded it me and my wife like watching the award shows and the pop culture stuff the vmas golden globes emmy i like the i like the globes and the oscars all all that that. stuff the vmas we're getting too old for half the time we don't know who's who and and what's what but um it wasn't bad i guess foo fighters performed so i was happy uh travis barker was there shout out travis barker i like him but yeah, man, it's just like, it's crazy that MTV could get away with throwing music video awards when seven days a week, all they show is ridiculousness. Exactly. It's, it's just, it's just the Rob Dyrdek channel now. Like hey. at, at some point you have to show music videos to throw an <laughs> award show for them, but I guess not. It's, it's, it's like all Jersey shore still. And then they have like that 36 hour block of just ridiculousness. It's literally, I think it's like five days a week for like 12 hours a day. It's ridiculousness. How many shows does that guy make it? Like, does he do like a show Shout a week Rob or something? Dyrdek. That guy's making crazy money, apparently. But does he, does he do like a show a week or something? Is it like the Tonight Show or something? Like where he does one every day? Like, I'm sure they film because it's all it is is they aggregate videos, viral videos from the Internet. So like you could probably record like 10 of those a week and just keep pumping them out. But um, yeah, man. So MTV just show some music videos every once in a while, even late night. They used to do it like late night and they or don't early, really do early that mornings anymore. too. You could yeah, turn early on MTV morning. early mornings and catch like the top 10 or top 20, whatever it was. Um, look, I'm just going to show my age out here. You know, this, you know what this world needs is bring back the box. Yeah. <laughs> the box. Nobody's paying for music videos. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you could you could you could find watch ways. It on YouTube. You could find off ways to offset like like what YouTube does now, where you have to watch a little ad or something before. You don't have to call the one nine hundred number and pay like four ninety nine of a music video or whatever. Video. I remember we got in trouble because because we were watching it at my grandma's house and and we called and and put on. I I remember it vividly. I think Joel put shout out cousin Joel. 
he called using my grandma's phone number and i think it was a bone thugs in harmony video or something like that well everyone played crossroads i was there first of the month yeah no it was but you know it was also really cool is when people would order sir mix laps sir mix laps put them on the glass because that was like the most like explicit video and it was like all just blurred censored all i'm just dating myself as 12 year old horny jason (laughs) not not much has changed considering (laughs) what we talked about earlier in this episode Um, so you you had something you you mentioned Peter at the VMAs yesterday. You had uh, Connor versus uh, Machine Gun Kelly. So, well, it was just it went viral, it went super viral. I saw it on Twitter and then I saw it again on Instagram. They were fighting in pre-show, like uh, Connor McGregor threw a drink at Machine Gun Kelly, and then they were arguing. And it looked like Connor tried to throw a punch, but there was so much security there. It's just like Connor McGregor, man. What the fuck are you doing? It, it, I think we've had this exact rant a couple months ago and now it's, we're doing it again. It's like, I get it. He tries to get like, you know, publicity and like all eyes on him, but you can't be fighting machine gun Kelly when you were sitting on your ass, like three months ago, uh, losing once again in the UFC, unless until you win a fight or two, you can't isn't be the still like, isn't he still like Irishman. in the fucking crutch crutches or air cast or something? Like how are you going like, to be throwing a punch when your, your leg was like snapped in half, like two months ago, he's losing his lust. You, you lose your luster when you haven't won a UFC fight in like four years, you know, you can't be this bad boy trying to fight everyone throwing shit when you know, you can't back it up in the ring. Like, yeah, what you're going to fight machine gun Kelly. That dude's like a fucking mop. He's like 130 pounds soaking wet. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's it's Apollo Creed. That's basically what it is. Like he, you know, you know, when he he's lost that 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 super I wouldn't say superstar because he's still Conor McGregor. But I mean, when you when you lose like you're you're constantly losing in the UFC, I mean, you from Mayweather and, you know, you're I mean, you're going through this all kind of cycles like it. All right, man, you're getting to that point where. Yeah, you're, you're you're trying to grab attention for yeah, machine gun Kelly. Same, I mean, saying what, relevant. Yeah, yeah. What's gonna, yeah, what's going to be next? I mean, who's who's the next culprit? Are you going to go after Kim Kardashian? Are you going to go after like somebody else? Like Kanye he's, he's going to be forced to go after Jake Jake Paul at this point just to keep Probably, himself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, I'm glad you mentioned Apollo Creed though, because if that is the analogy we're going with, Khabib is the Russian that kills him. And if they ever get back in the ring together, Khabib might literally kill Conor McGregor. So there you go. I like that analogy. Did you guys see the uh, the picture with um, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker and the Kardashians where he's just kissing titties? Mm, no, he was he was <laughs> he he literally took. I'm serious. This is a ser- this is a real thing. Uh, look it up on like on Twitter or what or the interwebs. They all took like. I took this big group photo together and machine gun Kelly is just sitting there with him kissing uh, Megan Fox's tit and everyone else is like at the camera, like smiling and, and he's just face buried right in her. Are they built for speed or are they built for comfort? Maybe both. That's a uh, movie line. <laughs> but yeah, good for him. Good for Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker. I know a lot of people, I'm sick of these guys making out in public and I'm sick of these guys getting all the attention. 
I'd rather them than like some boy bands or some, you know, like BTS. Yeah, BTS or Beaver or anybody else. At least they got a little bit of, you know, bad boy to them. Oh, Travis Barker, I love. You guys know I, I stand Travis Barker. Yeah, I know. That's why you got upset when I was like, when I tweeted during the the fight or whatever that no one wants to see you make out on live television. I'll watch it. Um, yeah. So maybe, you know, Connor eventually will get some thriller fight. It's going to happen. It's eventually the Paul thing is going to happen. It's going to, it's going to be on thriller or thriller, whatever the fuck it's called. Speaking of which, did you get, did you see? Oh my God. That Anderson Silva. I, I, I told, uh, I told our, our buddy, Manny, shout out Manny, um, that, it, it, this fight was going to be over like in a in a minute, two minutes, because Tito has no chin anymore, and Spider's just gonna just catch one, and fight's going to be over. Tito's hasn't had a chin for fucking fifteen years. What I don't understand is I don't understand how Triller keeps making money because all of these fights are like we've talked about a sideshow and stuff like that. But that Vitor Belfort, Belfort versus Evander Holyfield. Like, dude, that guy was 58 years old. He looked so slow. Why is a like, near 60-year-old man just, like, trying to go and box and everything? I don't get it that. It was, like, he... a sad sight to see. It shouldn't yeah. have happened. Somebody in his camp should have been like, hey, man, think about this before you get in this ring. But, yeah. But they're still gonna, they're, they're going to keep on doing their cardiacs, and people are still going to be tuning in. And we keep on talking about it. And we them. keep on talking about it, yes. Yeah. Um. You guys see the Hawkeye trailer? I did. I'm excited for this. It looks good. I still, I will say, hands up. I I call myself a big, huge Marvel fan. I still haven't seen Shang Chi. Ooh, dude. So I gotta get on that. Both of you guys busy. Go tomorrow. It's been a football's back, man. It's just there's a lot going on. But um, I did see the Hawkeye trailer. I thought it looked good. Um, I thought it looked better than I anticipated. But I'm excited. I'm excited for all of these. I still haven't, again, hand up. I haven't watched the what ifs, but I'm purposely banking them so I could like watch them all at the at the same time. I could just binge them all. I did. I did start watching the what ifs. I haven't. And, I didn't watch the latest episode, but I did. I, I do like them. I, I do like the artwork in the artist in me. I like the artwork that, that they did, and I like the storylines as well too. I think they're w- really well put. So um, I don't know if you guys saw, but this Wednesday's episode of What If, it's going to be What If the Hulk Never Got Scared in Infinity War. Oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. So we're going to find out what would really have happened if if uh, the Hulk showed up. So, But yeah, trailer looks good. Kate Bishop looks like she's making her MCU debut. Yeah. And I'm all for that. Get it going. And uh, so, Peter, we got some we got some discussion here because we we were talking the other day with our f- friend, the fourth bum, Joey P, about the puffy vests. Are you wearing a puffy vest right now? Yeah, I purposely wore a vest today because somehow you just forgotten the f- last four years of our friendship. So for those that don't know, the White Sox giveaway on Saturday was a black White Sox puffy vest, like a fall vest. And Joey P was all excited for it. And rightfully so. I thought it looked nice. Um, and Jason out of the clouds just started calling Joey a finance bro 
and that like it looked like a no, Patagonia my, vest, my thing which I thought was different. Though Patagonia vests are finance bro vest, frat boy vests, but the black puffy vest is something completely different. It's versatile. As a dad, you could wear it all kinds of ways. I can wear it golfing. I can wear it with a polo. I could dress it up. Right now, I'm dressed down. I thought it was a very nice giveaway, and I thought both me and Joey thought you were kind of shitting on it. I, I was not shitting on the, the vest itself. It was when he said he looked like Stone Cold wearing it. <laughs> okay, the, the puffy vest, Stone Cold never came out wearing a puffy vest. It was just a thin leather leather vest with a big giant skull on it. All right. And I said, I said, it's more of a finance bro vest than it is a stone cold vest. Shout out Joey for getting the, having the guns out too. He went sleeveless or he rolled up his sleeves <laughs> for that picture. I appreciate the effort. Like you said, the fourth bum, um, that was a good effort on Joey P's part, but yeah, the more, the more important thing was like you are text chain back and forth saying like, I've never even seen you with a vest. It's literally the only thing I've worn <laughs> during fall and winter for the last four years. And we hang out. I mean, not so much. Do you, anymore, do you realize how fairly I am in the fall and winter? Fairly regularly. <laughs> Jeez, so, like, so, so, so Jason's very drunk all the time. And that's why he doesn't notice that Peter wears these. Yeah, you should, you should be happy time. that I don't pay attention to your, to what you wear. You, you could literally wear the same thing every time you saw me and I would never notice. That's how much I pay attention to other men's fashion. We but. start. We're never gonna get invited to the Met Gala this way, Jason. <laughs> well, we we you keep on wearing puffy vests like that. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry about anything. But my, um, my, it's functional and it's versatile. I wear it golfing. I can wear it to the grocery store. I don't get too hot. Well, it's just you know, on top of that, I was like, like you, oh, you never. I like, I never see you in one. Then you sent me a picture from like five years ago and it was like, okay, so you wore one five years ago. <laughs> that was a start. That was the start of uh, my vest run. Uh, well, flannel, it, it's coming, man. It's flannels and puffy vest season. Football's in I'm just, the air. I'm just a, I'm a hoodie Philly, guy. I'm a hoodie guy. I'm not a, I'm not a puffy vest guy. They, like, I, I think they look like finance bro vests. So that's just my, that's just my take. The Patagonia ones, yes, I don't like those, but just a normal vest, I like. All right, you guys want to you guys want to close this out and what a bum some people. We got some bums, we got some MVPs to go through, so yeah, we should we should get that going. All right, Johnny, you teased earlier. Why don't you start us off? Well, it's I'm gonna be short and simple on this. I mean, we were just talking about it just real quick about like this whole Met Gala, you know. I can understand the whole, if it's for charity, you know, $35,000 for a plate, whatever, if it's going for a good cause, great. That's fantastic. What I don't get is that, yeah, people are going to be dressing up and, you know, people in, in the Oscars and all that, they've, they've dressed up, you know, very, you know, outlandish sometimes. Some of the stuff that they wear is ridiculous. I mean, there's yep. just some stuff that just, I just don't understand, you know, I'm not a fashion person. I'm not, just, you know, dogging anybody who was in the fashion world whatsoever but some of this stuff is just ridiculous i mean i i saw some stuff i don't know if that was kim kardashian that just wore completely um full-on 
I don't know what suit that was, but it just, some of this stuff just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, like I said, I'm not in, in, in any fashion industry. If somebody is, and somebody can explain to me what's, what's going on with all this stuff, by all means, you could be on the next podcast and we could talk about what's going on. But for somebody who's, you know, just a sports guy who's on the outside and just look, looking at all this stuff, it just looks ridiculous. I, I just don't understand what, what makes this um, intriguing as far as, as fashion wise. Um, I just don't get it. Like I said, there's some stuff that people wear that they're, they're dressed nice and all that. And obviously you, once again, you have stuff that's all outlandish and you know, it, it does work for whoever the person it is, but there's other stuff that I just don't get. And just, it just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, they definitely are my, what a bum. And then, uh, I, I had two, um, I had one bum of the week, but I'm, I have one, I'm sorry, uh, MVB, but, um, I don't know if you guys are watching this. Um, I'm going to say real quick, well, just a shout out, Larry David talking about another fashion, uh, a week, uh, New York fashion week where he was just on the phone. Like he just did not give a shit. Like it was just part of it. Curb your enthusiasm. Um, I just loved it. Larry David. So I, I'm just glad that, you know, he just does whatever he wants. It doesn't matter where he's at. So shout out to Larry David, but are you guys watching uh, Monday night football with uh, the Manning brothers? I haven't watched it yet. I've heard really good things about it, but um, I haven't watched it. Obviously, today was the first day, and I haven't been able to catch it. Was it good? So it's just like it's just like us just talking. Just like you know, it's one thing that you have your color commentators, and they're just going by the book. These guys are just, you know, and obviously they do breakdowns and I get it, but these guys are just like if they're like our uncles or our friends or you know, whatever. Well, like we get family. Uncle Paul in the podcast. Shooting the yeah, shit. Well, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's just that type of like feeling, that type of environment. I just love how, you know, they're just kind of like, you know, joking around and stuff like that. It's just like hanging out with just the boys. So I, I kudos to them, ESPN too, for having them on and, you know, letting us listen to that. Cause I, I think, um, is this kind of, it's, is this going to be all year round? I don't think it's 16 games, but I think they signed on for the majority of Monday Night Football. I think it's either keep, like eight or 10 games. Keep doing it. I mean, no offense to the guy, the guys that, uh, you know, the regular, you know, a team and all that, but I love listening to these guys. So kudos to ESPN for uh, having them on Monday night football. Also Johnny fashion is like art. It's subjective. So that's all hey, I got. I'm no. an artist. I, I no, no, I, hold on. I, that's why I said I'm an artist. I totally get with some of the stuff that's, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, out there outlandish. I totally get it. Some of this other stuff is just, you know, like I said, I'm an artist, so I guess I can understand some of this stuff, but there's some stuff that probably just, you know, you might as well just wear a garbage bag or something like that. to, to A to collection. Yeah. Derelict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Peter, what do you got? Um, my, what a bum. My bums of the week are, it's twofold, but it all ties in together. One, it's Eddie Jackson for trying to trick us and switching from number 39 to number four and thinking, Oh, maybe that'll we'll pull a fast one on him, And we don't realize it's him. That's stinking because he had the worst game I've ever seen from him specifically. And my second one is the people complaining about the numbers getting switched. Dude, it was everywhere this weekend. Yeah, There's people tweeting about it, blogs about it. Like, Everyone in media was complaining about NFL players switching their numbers. 
what are you going to do about it? Just get used to it. Obviously, it's weird when a defensive lineman is wearing a single digit and is like trying to sack the quarterback and shit like that. But like it was just overwhelming the amount of people like and it was all the same take like, oh, I'm never going to get used to it. I'm never going to get used to it. Guess what? You're going to get used to it by the by the middle of the season. We're all going to get used to it. So like it's just a generic take. It's a generic complaint, if you will. So, yeah, my bums of the week is one Eddie Jackson for trying to trick us. But two, the people complaining about the number switching. And then my MVB, we haven't talked about it. We've, we've been gone. We had Labor Day weekend, stuff like that. My, my MVB is AEW, um, All Elite Wrestling, Tony Khan once again, and everyone involved with the All Out pay-per-view um, two weeks ago. CM we were there. CM Punk. CM it's CM Punk. It's Darby Allen. It was uh, Brian Danielson. Lucha Bros. That was where I was going to get to out of everyone involved in that pay-per-view. And I can honestly say it was probably the best wrestling pay-per-view. I want, obviously, the best pay-per-view I've ever been at. But just watching it back, one of the better pay-per-views in the last 20 years. Like, I'm trying to really go back to, like, what was a top-to-bottom pay-per-view. And it's few and far between. They got everything right between the double debut of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and Ruby Soho, um, Minoru Suzuki, top to bottom, it was a well-booked, well-ran, well-performed pay-per-view. And my biggest star, it was the Lucha Brothers. I can't, I keep going back to that entrance and that match and the significance of uh, the Lucha Brothers winning. And there's like just Mexican flags all over the stadium and stuff like that. It was just such a cool, cool moment seeing Pentagon hug his kids with his face all bloody and, and crying and stuff like that. You don't get many of these moments in wrestling um, and not by a long shot. We've getting them, we're getting them more and more often now with AEW. I, I sat here a couple of weeks ago and talking about the United Center show with CM Punk and how that was few and far between. And now thanks to AEW, we keep getting them and and it's it's a long time coming, man. We've been wrestling fans for the majority of our lives, and half the time we're complaining more than we actually like the product, and that's changing. Obviously, we have our issues with Vince McMahon and WWE, but now we have a healthy alternative, an alternative we don't have to complain about. We could sit down and watch and not worry about, is this show going to suck? And it, it brings you back to almost like being a kid again. Like, I watch these shows liking the wrestling, liking the promos, the entrances, everything about AEW feels right. So they're my, I'm going to keep praising AEW on these podcasts for as long as they keep getting things right, because it's been a, it's been an awesome sight to see. You fucking Mark. I am. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I worked myself into a shoot. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to start this with, um, my my mvb of the of the week and um it's me yeah well no oh. hold on can i can i can i go raise ahead, my hand ahead. and interject you're not the one that said yes yeah but i i picked out a pretty damn good ring man mvb sarah <laughs> <laughs> okay she she gets the co co mvb with me for there you go there you go but, I picked out a badass ring and she said yes. So, congratulations. 
Um, but to tie to tie in my MVB, my what a bum is Britney Spears. Because she, you know, right after I popped a question, she goes on fucking Instagram, flossing her fucking four pound rock there on her finger, trying to usurp my and take away all of my joy, my, you know, my happiness there, trying to just one up me. And that's not cool, Brittany. You know, I, I appreciate the, you know, the newfound freedom you got. And I, I love the, the pictures of you saying, here's a picture of my ass and you do you girl, but don't, don't, don't try to usurp my, my engagement. Don't you dare try to fucking do your fashion celebrity wedding whenever this, we decide to do ours. I will I'm say now that, issues. now that you're a future married man, let's just hope this is the only time you get cucked. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I saw that. I saw you complaining about it on, on Facebook and it was, it literally was like half hour from each other. Like you well, text us, you called us like we're engaged. And all of a sudden Britney Spears is, is back on the bat one. She's what it was not emancipated. What was the thing? Well, it's basically like the the conservatorship. Yeah, or the conservatory was yeah. erased, and now all of a sudden she's engaged again. And I'm like, Jason, there goes the headlines. There, yeah, there goes my. And then the funny thing is, like in the congratulations, people were like, "Oh, you guys got engaged the same day as Britney Spears." I'm like, "What the fuck? Don't, did somebody say that? Bring actually? that up? Like, <laughs> no, we did it first, okay? You know, no, they got engaged the same day as us, not us to them. So I hope they people get that right." First congratulations you guys no congratulations to them yeah so britney spears is my what a bum um all right we're done here but i have one last question for you guys because we haven't talked about this was it kanye or drake neither they both sucked yeah i wasn't yeah i thought they were both fine okay albums you know, just like middle of the road, you know, C albums, if I were to grade them like a teacher. Um, but yeah, none of them really stood out. I didn't think either one of them really, you know, came over the top and beat the other one. Like all this hype about Kanye and Drake and the release dates and them going back and forth. It was much to do about nothing because both of those albums really I didn't like either of them all that much. Like they yeah. they were fine, but they didn't stand out. No, I I don't think there was too many, like compared to other albums, too many just like standout tracks or bangers or anything. So, I think and instead of maybe saying who who was better, I should say maybe the fans suffered the they they got the worst of it. Yeah, but, I mean we we'll talk about that later. I, we talked about it before. There hasn't been many like releases that lived up the hype, but I said yeah. that last podcast. All right, guys. So um, that was a bum cast for today. We're going to drop some more bum bets for you later this week. And we'll be back for some more bears ranting because it's going to be another pitiful Sunday in, in the lakefront. Cause Joe Burrow's going to light us up for 400 yards. I see it coming excited. already. I will say we haven't talked about it and it was out almost by design, but magic number is nine. So magic number is nine for the sack. So, yep. Let's get the Let's get the playoffs. And I, you know, we had a debate about the second seed and we'll see what happens. It doesn't look too promising right now though. 
No, but hopefully we get everybody healthy. Honestly, I just think that just real quick, it, it seems like it's going to be the, the Astros versus the Sox in that first it is. round. And then we're going to have to go to Houston. Yeah, but it's something that we talked about before. I'm not afraid of the Astros. I'm, I'm not I either. Would, Even at home. I would, or, yeah, home road, I, I think that this would be this would be perfect start to the playoffs uh, for them. Um, I hope I'm not eating my words here, but I just think that this now, I think with the Sox getting, you know, a little bit more healthier now that I think they, they suit up a lot differently versus that, that home series that they faced at Houston uh, earlier in, in the season. So it should be definitely some, something that the Sox fans should look forward to. And, you know, um, I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the playoffs. I can't believe I'm saying this. Like, this is the second year in the row we're talking about White Sox postseason. We don't get to talk about that. So I'm gonna enjoy this time. All right. And we, will, last... and we will be and we will be there. Yeah. Yeah, that's game. exciting. We talk about that closer to the playoffs, but uh the bums will be there. We're all excited about it. One last thing before we go, because I know it's been on all of our minds. Jason, say something nice about Lure Garcia. Mm. can't do it his split he's had like the his last like 21 days or so he's been batting a lot better than um, we, i'm literally expected. i'm trying to think of something i'm literally drawing a blank i can't do it all right joey p if you're listening tweet at jason have him say something nice about Lurie garcia please i i want tim anderson back and i want Gavin Sheets is DH and I want Andrew Vaughn in right field. And I don't, I want Lurie coming off the bench at in the eighth inning for some speed. I will say though, hold on. You're, you're golden boy, Andrew Vaughn. And he's been awesome. He's been scuffling of late. Like he's really been looking a little shaky at the plate. So I don't know how I think much. He, I think, Vaughn yeah, I, really I think wants. he's, I think he hit his rookie wall. Yeah. That's what so. I like, but he served his purpose. He defensively, he was about as good as we could have asked for while better. he was out there. Better, better than, than we, we. what we could have asked for. Same thing at, at bat for most of the season. Now he, it looks like he's been hitting a wall, but he got us to this point. So we can't, I, I won't shit on anybody, but no, like let's, I hope, said, let's I know hope that he turns it on he, in October. Yeah. So we need him to turn it around just a little bit. Yep. All right. That's it for this bump cast. We'll see you guys next week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram for more shenanigans and memes. Memes. Yeah. <laughs> I've been, well, I was off today. I don't know if you guys noticed. I was off today. I was on stay at home dad duty. So I must have Instagrammed and tweeted 50 times. I'm sure people are sick of it by now, but I'm spamming everyone until we get our, our likes and our followers up. That's right. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Go Bears. Go Bears. Good night, Javi. Bye, Javi. Mm-hmm.